you are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, episode number 106. Welcome to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now, here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley. Yummy Mummies, wait until you dig into this podcast. It's so good. I talk with my friend, Lara Dixon, which how fun is that? Two Laras that are weight loss coaches. That is crazy. So we're like, we got to do a podcast. We got to do a pod. So she is the host of the Naturally Thin podcast, and she's amazing. You are going to see her and hear her right here, right now. We talk all things alike with no regrets and the point of life and why it's amazing to lose weight for the last time. Why it's like the best thing ever. Why it's all about actually like losing the physical weight, but also the mental and emotional weight, like the cherry on top after the cherry on top after the cherry on top. You are going to love this episode because if you struggle to want to lose weight, this episode is going to give you little tidbit after little breadcrumb after little breadcrumb. No pun intended. <laughs> this episode is chock full of reason after reason after compelling reason after major freaking blow me away. Why? Why? Why you should want to lose weight? I mean, you shouldn't. We should not shit on you, right? I'm not trying to shit on you. But if you want to boost up your compelling reasons, boost them up, babies. So this episode is for you if you want it to feel easier just say no thank you to the cupcake or fill in the blank because this is going to give you one after another after another. Cannot tell you the value. I can't. It would be like 10 episodes, but this gives you at least a taster. Again, no pun intended. I promise you, you're going to love this episode. So get your notebooks out. You're going to be hitting that like 15 second rewind over and over and over again. It's so good. Okay. So before you tune in before I bring you Laura Dixon. I got to tell you, it's time for a raffle. Look, I literally have my husband's fishing hat. It's a little stinky, but I kind of like his smell. This gross, sweaty smell. I still love him. I still love his smell. That must mean something good about our marriage. Okay, so what am I even doing this raffle for? If you submit it, a rate, a review, a share of the podcast, and then you email me and we're like, hey, I reviewed a podcast. Guess what? Your name is in this hat. And guess what? You're getting a fox box, a box box. What are they? You're getting one in the mail this week or next, latest, next. Okay? So get excited for fun prizes in the mail. Get excited because you're about to, are you going to win the $200? I'm doing a $200 gift certificate to February because I don't know your size. I don't know your color preferences. Okay? So that's what we're doing. Two honey. Two Honey DeViore. It's like my favorite right now in terms of like the athleisure wear. Okay. So, hey, and P.S., if you did not leave a review or rating, just go do it. Give me some love. Come on, karma people. Let's get some karma going in the world. Okay. So, oopsie. Are you guys ready? Ah! Roll, please. Okay. The winner of the $200. Your gift certificate is Tara Smith. Freaking Tara. Oh my God. I'm so excited for you. 
this is good karma coming around because this woman, you guys, she is like on the streets, on the top of the rooftops, screaming yummy mommy stuff. She freaking loves the yummy mummy. She is the yummiest mummy. She's out there. So you deserve this, Tara. I'm so excited to email you and be like, you won. Okay. So I'm, I'm about to bring you Laura Dixon and me. Like we're having a conversation. It's amazing. But the last thing I want to tell you is if you are in the United States, we are about to celebrate Thanksgiving. And what I want to offer to you is that I've been deep diving into the Holiday Survival and Holiday Thrival Guide. I'm actually actually going to do a free masterclass for you coming beginning of December. So stay tuned for that. Mark your calendar. So I think it's going to be December 8th. Okay. So I'm actually going to have a free masterclass that you can sign up. You can come for it. It's going to be amazing. But in the meantime, if you're like, oh, I'm a little shaky regarding the holidays, episode 51, 54, and 58 are my holiday survival guide. This year, we're upgrading it to the holiday thrival guide. So you're definitely going to want to come to that masterclass. But in the meantime, if you're feeling a little rocky or a little shaky, you can go back 51, 54, and 58, and you can listen into those. So enjoy it. I will see you guys next week. I love you guys. Have the best Thanksgiving if you celebrate ever. Have the best week ever. Enjoy this conversation. Let me know what you think. Were you picking up what we were putting down? What was the thing that was the most compelling to you? Tell me. I love talking to you guys. I'm obsessed with talking to you guys. I want to hear what lit you up, what blew your mind. Okay. So without further ado, like the 10th time. I feel like I've already said that. Here is our convo. You are going to eat it up. You're going to feel like you're having a conversation with two of your besties. We had so much fun. Enjoy the yappy yappy. Okay, Laura, here we are chatting. And Laura and I are both coaches. And do you want to, we can each maybe say just a little bit about who we help and how we help them, but we wanted to get together and talk about the value of losing weight for the last time, since that's what we both help people do. I mean, I think we really just wanted to do a podcast together because we both have the same name and we're both weight loss coaches and we thought it would be fun. I mean, who cares about the value? We have the same name. It's really cool. (laughs) And the same job. (laughs) It is. It's so cool. Do you know that when we first met, by the way, I don't know if I ever told you this. I mean, we met probably like virtually for the first time, but I remember you saying like who you were, who you helped. You were talking about having the yummy mummy experience. And I was like, oh, yo, it's a no. (laughs) I was like, what? Who is this girl? And then when I, the more I got to know you and when I met you, I was just like, my God, it's perfect. It just all fits together in like the perfect package with the perfect little bow on top. <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny because I have had clients tell me this. Like, what I had a client that was like, Yeah, I really want to give you a testimonial, but first I have to tell you that like I hate your name. I'm like, that's not what a testimonial is. A testimonial is like you come and you tell me why it's amazing and why you love the program and the experience. She's like, I just can't get over the name. And I was like, Okay, well you still did it and you still lost weight for the last time. So like, who cares what the name is? I agree. The name is super fucking cheesy, but like, oh shit, are we supposed to, are we allowed to swear on your podcast? Because we swear on the Yummy Mommy podcast. So anyways, yeah, I mean, you should have heard the judgments inside of my head about you though, like naturally thin. Oh my God, barf. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> but I did. I do remember seeing you. I would get your ads on Facebook oh, before I ever knew you. I would get your ads, and I would be like, "There can't be another Laura weight loss coach. Like, this is how is this ever going to work out for me?" I was like on maternity leave or something. Anyways, it's really fun, and now we're friends. And you know what? We're going to talk. We actually are going to talk about the value of having lost weight for the last time and being done with this. But I think it's also really cool and expansive and abundant. Like you guys were cool people because like who does a podcast with somebody else that has the same exact market? So I just think that it's another example of total freedom because I don't know about you, Laura, but like my mission behind my mission is to free the moms. Like let's, can we please free the moms? Right. And that's another way that we actually like hold ourselves in handcuffs is like competition, right. And competing. And so I think that's just like a really cool thing to put out there. And like, it's fun to have relationships with you and other coaches who do similar things that we do and we can all just like be helping each other. It's so cool. Anyway. Oh my gosh. I totally think very similarly because my mission behind my mission too is to like free the, free the women, free the, like the women that have so much like drive and ambition, but they just like mm. hang themselves up with it. Cause they're struggling with their weight and like they're in their head all the time about it, like over exercising and over counting and over doing all the things. And I totally agree. I mean, there's only a gajillion people that want help losing weight for the last yeah. time. We're going to so help. Sure. We're going to help them all. It's, I love it. It's so, so good. Okay. So what is like, what is your answer to what is the value of losing weight for the last time? I was thinking about this and I was thinking about, okay, so there's so many like tangible things for me that I think about. Like I, I was telling someone lately, I'm like, I spent like a thousand dollars on juicers, just, <laughs> ju just juicers. Like I was like, think about just like all Right. Like we're going to talk about the not maybe how we spend money, but like all the stuff we do like to spend money on losing weight. Like I think I spent a thousand dollars on juice, like, <laughs> know, yeah. like, like just the actual fucking juice. Like it's so good. OK, sorry. I keep talking a million percent. Like I remember going to Whole Foods and getting like my perfectly clean diet that I was going to eat that week, which was like an extreme abundant amount of produce. And don't get me wrong. I still love some good produce, but like so much money. And then like a couple of days later, I'd be like, oh, I don't like want to eat juice in my raw salad because I was like doing a raw vegan diet for a while. And I was like, by day three, I'm like, yo, mm -hmm. it's a no. And then I just like throw out a bunch of produce. But I mean, oh my God, I would like throw out so many green juices, but I would have to throw them out like in the dumpster because I'm like, I can't have my husband see that I just wasted like $138 worth of like fresh pressed green juice. Like I would oh always be hiding the shit I was throwing away. Because I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't do it. I uh, Okay, now that we're just talking about juice, quick. We used to travel for work and I was working in a team and we would all be working in one room. And so we were CPAs and we'd be in like an audit room and it would usually be like the boardroom or some big meeting room and a client site. So we went to a client site 
and there were a bunch of us and we were all super like into our health and we like wanted to lose weight and do some things. So we decided, right, you get to like charge your meals out. We're like, okay, well, we're not going to buy meals. We're just all going to do a juice cleanse together. So we decide to all do this juice cleanse and there's one bathroom and like none of us had done any prep work. And so all of a sudden we're all doing this juice cleanse and like a few hours into the first day, it's like a revolving door into the bathroom and about I don't know if we got a full day in, but by the end of the day, we were all like, no, we're throwing all this juice out. We're not. It's a no. Well, it goes back to like the value of losing weight for the last time and being done with this because like you can't even do your work. Like you can't even do your job when you're like busy, whatever, purging. Totally. Totally. Just like hitting up the bathroom. Like the money, like literally the tangible amount of money that we stop spending on whatever it is juicers like having a closet full of like three different sizes like i mean the just the actual food itself like the healthy food and the junk food like totally right like how many times had you tell me like i don't know i can't even remember like i'm like okay it's sunday night it's the great pantry clean out and I'm going to go in and I'm going to read the ingredients of every single thing in there and I'm going to trash it. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I wasted so much food doing that. My husband would be so mad. Totally. I'd be like, today's the day. I'm cleaning it all out, getting rid of all the stuff. Yeah. And then it just kind of creeped its way back in. It's so, yeah, it does. I did math one time like with my dad because I don't know. I don't know because my dad ask, was asking me and I'm like, how much do you think like Weight Watchers, like not to bash Weight Watchers, but like to bash Weight Watchers, like how much it does it cost to join Weight Watchers and to be a member? What, like 30 bucks a month? And then I'm like, and then you're a lifetime member and then you spend $30 a month, but you're not actually done with the problem. And then if you do the math, that's like, what is it? I don't even know, $10,000 over the course of your life, but you actually never actually solve it. So I'm like, right? it's crazy. I, that is like, it really like gets me going is when people buy into subscriptions to lose weight, I'm like, okay, great. If you lose the weight, but then you need the subscription forever because you don't actually know how to just live your life without needing someone to hold your hand all the time. I think it's just like a tragedy because I was thinking about this as well. There's so many byproducts to losing weight for the last time that people don't even realize until it happens for them. And like one of the ones for me, this might be the greatest one of all, was that I would like start things and stop things and start things and stop things. Mm -hmm. And I would just like read so many books and I have like 10 books ready and I'd have so many ideas I wanted to do. And I'd be like, even even like every time I would start an attempt to lose weight, I'd be like, well, but I probably like won't follow it all the way through because I haven't ever before. And then you get to like lose weight for the last time and actually do it and never worry about it again. And then you're like, there is no other goal that I can't oh do. Oh my God. Well, that totally happened to me. I remember when I lost weight for the last actual time, you know, after 29, after 29 times of trying prior to that, I actually had done it and I was like scared. I was like, oh shit. I was like, oh my God, if I can do this and that means I could do anything. Like, and I mean, it was like exhilarating, but it was also, I was a little bit scared because I'm like, what? I remember I had this client, like this yoga client back in the day, Mac, and she would do these ultra marathons. She would do Mm -hmm. like 100 miles, right? And I would be like, 
Mac, if you can do a hundred miles, like that means you can do anything in your life. Is it, doesn't that freak you out a little bit? And she was like, she just sort of like laughed it off, but that's how I felt. I felt like I had run like an ultra marathon once I had done it. And that's why people like roll their eyes. I'm like, I'm going to free a million moms, like at least right from like the trap of diet culture. And people like kind of like secretly roll their eyes. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like good luck with that. But like, I'm like, I'm totally convicted. Like I'm not worried about it. I'm like a million's just a start. Like I'm not oh even worried about it. <laughs> I like, love that. Oh, I lost weight. <laughs> it's fine. Good I love this so much. I tell people on my podcast, I'm like, right. I'm doing this to help all of you. But it's like, I imagine all of the time, like a million women, like a million oh. women. And I'm like, of course it happens. I know it happens. And there is, okay. So there's a guy, Grant Cardone. I don't know if you've ever like heard, heard of him yeah. or like, he's very like intense, but anyways, he's like, there's really this like cyclical thing that happens when someone extraordinary has a great idea. He's like, at first people ignore them and then they kind of laugh at them. He's like, and then they criticize them and then they hate them, but then they admire them because they actually do it. So I'm like, <laughs> it's just part of the circle to where it actually happens. Man, we're such great role models. We're like willing to be hated over here. I love it. Just in the name of these women and moms. Freaking love and it. So good. Totally. <laughs> but it's so true. So like there's like the actual value, which we're hitting on, like the actual money part, like the ROI, the money you're not going to spend, the money you're going to save. And then there's like the value in terms of like the quality of your life, which you're starting to speak to. I will say one thing about the money. I had a client who her husband's like a financial advisor and he worked to the math and he's like, you just saved us $36,000 on our premium for life insurance because- Stop it. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the best? So she, he's like, oh the Yummy Mummy experience paid for itself like tenfold because you just saved us $36,000 because now you're in like the excellent health category instead of the like, I don't know, whatever the other old category was. So I'm like, that's freaking cool in and of itself. Oh my gosh, stop it. I can see, I can, I can see the like new ad. Save yeah. yourself 10 times the investment on your life insurance. Life insurance. <laughs> super compelling. Like, but I no. do think about that too, like being retired and not enjoying your life to the fullest potential mm -hmm. because you're in a body that you don't enjoy. Like, what? oh my God. Like how terrible does that sound? One of my best friends was telling me this. She's like her 85 year old mother. She's like, I just got off the phone with my mom and she's like talking to me about the, these five pounds she's got to get off. I'm like, she got to lose this five pounds. She's like, she's been doing this for, since I've known her basically like my, my whole life. And I'm like, oh my God, that like, that would have been me a hundred percent. I would have literally, cause the, I think I used to think that at some point I would just let go of it. But like, why? Like, like why? Just cause like one day I turned 77 years old. Like, no, <laughs> like you actually have to decide to solve this once and for all. So I was like, holy shit, I would have been 85 worried about the 10 pounds or the 15 pounds or who knows the number? It doesn't actually matter. Anyways, I'm like, yeah, this is a lifelong battle unless we decide to end. It just doesn't go away. I think about this with, oh my God, this is getting weird, but sometimes I think about this with like sex. I'm like, do people just like have sex forever? I'm like, well, I think they do because I don't think they just like turn like 79 and are like, oh, we don't have sex anymore. This is the weirdest, dumbest analogy, but it's like, yeah, our brains don't just magically change. <laughs> Once we, we like totally think they do. 
I, I used to think, I used to be like, no, okay. So I'm like, maybe I'll just, I got to this point where I was like training for a marathon. I was like, maybe I'll just like struggle. Like it'll just be really hard forever. But then there's going to be a day. I was like, maybe like 62. I don't know why 62, but I'm like 62. I will be 62 and I just will stop caring. And then I'll be able to eat all the things all of the time. And I don't care. And then I was like, but I think I might care when I keep putting on yeah. more and more weight. And then I was like, wait, I think I actually like have to solve this now because I don't think at 62, I'm just going to be like, oh, and now I don't care if I don't feel yeah. good in my body. I used to do that. Do you have, have you ever heard this like theory where like every, I don't know what it is, like every seven years, your body like changes on a cellular level? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'd be like, okay, all right. I'm turning 28. This means that because I'm turning 28, I'm entering a new seven-year cycle and I'm just going to magically like drop 20 pounds. And of course, it didn't happen at 28, didn't happen at 35. It's just here I am, same body. Anyways, it's hilarious what we tell ourselves. It is hilarious what we tell ourselves. And I used to think about like getting to that place and I don't know exactly what your journey was to lose weight. Like, did you do it through coaching or did you lose weight before coaching? No, before I did you found coaching. It? Yeah, no, I did it. Brooke, totally. It was all Brooke all day long. Huh. Oh, I don't know if I knew that. Yeah, wait. Okay, so wait. And now I'm dying to know yours. No, so I didn't. I lost weight before I knew that like coaching was a thing. But I mean, did it inevitably through like what we teach people to do through coaching. But I, for me, it was always like anxious eating was my biggest thing. And then I would like obsessively like try to like diet and exercise and restrict and deprive and then like rebel and then like have some more anxious eating. And it was, and then there was, I would be like drinking wine. And then I was like, oh, well, when there's wine though, then it was all like, yeah, like two sheets to the wind or whatever that phrase is. But no, I did it all through just like, I like was obsessed with thin women. And I was like, I was always like, okay, this is so cool for you. But like, how do I help? How do I get myself who hasn't always been that way to be that way? And so it was just like, I would study them. I would read books. I would like apply it to myself. And like through like 15 years of like rinse and repeat uh -huh. and rinse and repeat, I like finally was able to figure it out. And I was like, I don't know what it's like for you, but when I was thinking about thin women and like I had one woman, like there's only ever been one or two women in my whole life that I've ever met that are truly, actually, naturally thin that have never actually struggled. And yeah. I was like obsessed with, I'm like, tell me all the things. I like remember I had this friend, her name was Wendy and we would be working all these hours and we'd go into the office on a Saturday and they'd usually bring food in. And so we'd like go and get a bagel and I would like take my bagel and I'd like come back to my like desk and I'd like pick out the middle, you know, because you know, you don't want to eat the middle. <laughs> I know. And I'd be like, be like trying to work and then like looking at the bagel and like trying to work and I'm like, screw it. I just eat the bagel. And then yeah. I'd go over to my friend Wendy's desk and she'd be sitting there with like two bites out of her bagel, like seven hours later. That was fascinating. Like, I was like, yeah. what is, I want to be that. Yeah. Oh and my then, God, that's so cool, right? Like yeah. that you like, wait, so what do you think it, like, you got to give me some like tangible things, like what book, like what did Wendy say? Like, what were some big aha moments for you? Yeah. So my very first big aha moment was I read the book Naturally Thin by Bethany Frankel. Oh, that and, actually, that helped me too, actually. She's I, what, in that book. What <laughs> she is good in that book. What I just remember reading that book and being like, "Huh, I actually don't think it's super complicated." Like, 
Oh yeah. The, her, the, the tips in that book are not groundbreaking there. It's like eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. I was like, could I like sat down to read it and I'm like paging through it. I'm like, where's like the one thing that's going to like change my genes. Like the one like missing link, like the magic pill it's in here somewhere. I remember reading that book and being like, there was nothing in there that was like, oh my God, this one thing changed everything for me, but it was the possibility that I could mm. be naturally thin and it wasn't actually oh. going to be crazy hard. Yes. Oh, that's so, I know. Because all those diets were so crazy hard. Like all the things where they do tell you like the prescription because naturally thin, I think it there was like a lot of mindset stuff in there and just like habit stuff, but not like no sugar, no flour or, or whatever. I actually forget. I still have that book though. I love her. Yeah. I'm sorry. I do. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts, but I totally love her too. I used to She's watch Real Housewives when she was yeah, like, way in, back the, in, the in, in the beginning. Yeah, me too. What's like, okay, can we just talk really quick? What's like the craziest thing you ever did to this way? I mean, I can't just pick one thing. It's so funny. I mean, I literally did everything. I did, oh God, colonics. I did, I mean, I did every diet, like every diet that ever existed, like from South Beach shit. Atkins to I did Atkins forever. I used to have like all these contests with my friends. We would have like contests and there would be like money on the line. So I would go to like I would like wake up and I'd be like, fuck, I'm not at my I'm not at my goal weight. I'm not gonna like win the pot of money this week. So I would go to like Bikram Yoga so I could like lose two pounds at like five style. Like literally, I would like go to, I hate Bikram yoga or like I hate hot yoga. I love yoga, but I do not like hot yoga, like hot, hot, like where it's like 110 degrees. Same. But I'm like, I'm going to like get those two pounds off so that I can like win the pot of money or whatever it was. And anyways, it was, I mean, so starving. I mean, starving myself. Like I try to get like under like 800 calories. I mean, everything. What about you? Okay. I have a question first. What's it like? Do you ever think now? Like, I used to do these things where I'd set up like accountability things with my sister. Like, we'd be going to like Thanksgiving and be like, don't let me eat the pie. Like, you have to, like, please, like, you have to, like, hold my hands back. And she would be like, okay. And then it would like never happen. And I would like tell my husband all the time, like, you cannot let me. And he's like, yo, I am not controlling what you're eating. It's a no. But like, now, like, having like set up those things. My husband all the time, he's like, thank God. And I could just see him rolling his eyes whenever I'd be like, okay, you can, I'm only eating one cupcake. Do not let me eat like the icing off the rest of the cupcakes. And he'd be like, okay, Lara, like, he's like so glad he doesn't have to police me anymore. <laughs> and like, and then that- I get mad at him. And then I get mad at him when he'd be oh. like, Lara, do you said you didn't want to eat the cupcakes? I'm like, fuck you. I'm hungry. I'm not hungry. I- I yeah, I remember having a couple times like that too, where he would I would ask him to do something to tell me not to eat something. He would tell me and he was like, I don't want to do this. And I'm like, no, you have to. And then like he wouldn't. And I would get mad at him for not oh. telling me and like rage on him later. So then he would like do it a couple of times. And then he would tell me, like when I was about to eat the second serving of something, like very timidly, like, I don't want to yeah. do this. I want nothing to do with I'm your food scared. choices. And then I would get mad at him then. And he was just like, I'm like, I'm out. I'm tapping out. Don't ask me. You can ask me. I'm not playing this game anymore. But like, do you ever think about like now, like you don't need anyone to hold you accountable ever like it's just not a thing it's so freeing it's so freeing because before i needed 
all this accountability in place. And it just made me feel super anxious because like, I'm like, they're not going to follow through. And then that means like, I'm not going to follow through. Or like if my friends who I was on like some challenge with, we would like go to dinner and then they were eating the thing that they said they weren't going to eat. I'm like, well, okay, well, whatever. They're not following it. So that means I don't have to follow it. Right. So then it's like, Oh, it's so, yeah, I, the accountability thing, like I really thought that this is something that you were born with, like the ability to honor your word and follow through without having to have like some sort of external measure. I really thought, and I would watch my husband in fascination because he would like set new year's resolutions and like not tell anybody and then like do them. And I would be like, what is happening? He's like, oh yeah, I set this new year's resolution to like run a marathon or like whatever. And I'm like, what? And you didn't like tell me and you didn't have to like have me check up and you didn't like have to like make a chart on the wall. And he's like, yeah, I just like, I don't know. I just fall through my word. And I'm like, oh my God, I could never do that. Turns out you can train your brain to do that. It's fascinating. And then it goes back to that confidence of losing. That's like a huge value in losing weight for the last time because you build so much confidence because you can believe in yourself. You can follow through on any promise you make yourself, which is like so cool. It's so cool. It is. It's like the gateway to being able to do anything. Like when you struggle with your weight and you're like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden I can like follow through. I can actually trust myself to like be around food, the holidays, anytime, whenever I want. And I can still be the weight I want. It's like, then it's like what you're saying. Like then you get that trust and that confidence. You can apply to any goal. And I see time and time again, like women in my program will be like, oh yeah. And I just like made more money and I got a new job and I got a promotion. And I like all of a sudden they'll have all this like more money, like flowing into their life. And they're like, isn't that so cool? And I'm like, yeah, like I know, like when I lost my weight for the last time within a couple of years, I was making like $50,000. And then within like two or three years, I was making like 150,000. And it was cause like, it was that skill of like, following through and like actually knowing how to train your brain to do what you wanted it to do and to like take care of your future self and like not let her down and i was like oh it's not just this is not just a weight thing it's so yeah it's so true i get stories like that all the time too right they're like oh i just like asked for the promotion because i like realized that it was okay to like speak up and that if i did i wouldn't die because I said no thank you to the pumpkin pie when my mother-in-law was food pushing on me and I didn't die then. So like I know that this is a thing that works. I could like actually uphold my boundaries or I could be like, no, I actually don't want a demotion or fill in the blank. I totally see that with my clients too because it just goes to the belief that like you can create like whatever it is you want to create. Yeah. Especially when it's been this thing that like to me, I had accepted defeat. I was like, I'm never going to solve this. So I mean, I had accepted defeat and then I decided not to, but it, yeah, it's the biggest like confidence booster, like self-esteem motivator. It's the best. Okay. So the value, what else do we have to say about the value of losing weight? We're making a really good list here. I feel like we should have a summary at the end of our podcast with all the things. Yeah. Okay. So not only do you save a stupid amount of money just on juicers, but like, yeah, all that money coming in and like, not the, even the money. Like I have a goal for myself. I know we like talked about this a little before we started recording of like, I want to die. I think about myself dying all the time in like the best mm-hmm. way. I'm like, I imagine myself dying and I'm like, I want to die and not have any regrets. Mm-hmm. And I think about like time is the one thing we can never get back. And mm-hmm. like, we can make more money, we can have more money, we can create more money, but like, we can never get time back. And so I'm like, I do not 
want to spend one single day like wishing my day away or wishing my week away or wishing my month away. Like I used to just be in that cycle of like with eating and with other things like, well, I can't wait for this to like finally be done because then I get to enjoy my life. Being able to like live every day, just like feeling actually amazing in your own body. I write that down like every day because I like to like do my journal practice that I have my clients do. And it's like, what is your why? And it's like, it's oftentimes like to feel amazing in my body, like to feel good in my body. And that like really is like everything. It really, it it is like, I was to your point, I was talking to a woman the other day and she was like, I have no regrets except for one thing, which is I wasted so much time not being on the floor playing with my kids because I was worried about what I was going to eat, what I had just eaten, how I was going to get on the second workout. I don't really want to sit on the floor with them because like my jeans are too tight and it's uncomfortable. And she's like, that is my one regret. It's like, I can't get that time back with my little kids. I wasted so much time over calculating, overthinking, hating my body, yada, yada, yada. And I think about like the value of losing weight for the last time. Like it's tied into what you're saying about being on your deathbed. Like, what is the point of life? Like, I kind of think, I mean, this, this may evolve, like, so don't hold me to it. But like, I think the point of life is like, to have fun and like, hang out with your people, like, and connect with your people. And like, to really be with them. And you can't do that. Like, you cannot have so much fun and be connected to your people when, like, the weight is in the way. Like, the physical weight, yes, of course. But, like, the emotional and the mental weight of not feeling good in your body is is it's going against, like, what I think the point of life is. Like, we have to get it out of the way in order to live, like – it sounds so cheesy, but like our best lives ever, like seriously, it's like totally in the way. And I think that if we're on our deathbeds, like we don't want to look back and be like, shit, I wasted a lot of time worrying about that. I could have been present with my kids. I could have been on the floor with them. I could have been like going down the snow tube hill with them. I could have been skiing with them. I could have been water skiing with them. I could have been on the diving board with them. Like there are so many moms that are like foreboding all that joy because they're not willing to like put the snow pants on or whatever. And it's like, breaks my heart. That's like what is like yet that mission behind the mission. I remember being at a pool once and like looking around and I see all these moms and it was like, they were like shackled to the sun chairs like Ooh. the chaise lounge, like they were trapped on the, it was like, it was almost like there were bars like around the chaise lounges. Like I'm like, they're like, they're trapped on those chairs. Some of them actually, some of them probably don't want to be in the water with their kids, but some of them do. And they're like literally stuck. And I'm like, we I have to get these, I have to get these women off the chaise lounges. Like we got to go. Yeah. So it's like your whole life. It's like your whole, it's the, the value is your whole fucking life. Like that's the value. <laughs> yeah. I, Oh my gosh, this is so good. I had a woman once say to me something like this. She was like, we're often taught that in our society that we should be like, I use the word naturally thin or lose the weight for the last time or however you want to think about like just getting to your optimal body weight. She's like, we often think we need to do it for external reasons, right? To like look a certain way Mm. to fit in the society standards, whatever. She's like, but what I like have really realized is each of us is called to be the highest version of ourselves. And Mm. if weight is in the way of that, because you're not feeling as physically alive and energized and optimal in your body, like 
then you just solve for it. And not because you're doing it for some external reason, but because it's just like life has given you a challenge currently right now that you aren't in the body you want to be in. And so you just use it to actually live out your truest potential and the highest version of yourself. She's like, Mm. not because you have to, but we were talking and people will sometimes say, well, you know, losing weight doesn't make you happy. I'm like, well, but I I sort of kind of disagree, right? Like, I don't think having a smaller body makes you happy, but in order to lose weight for the last time, you have to learn how to be happy in your own life. That's the only way you can lose weight for the last time. So I'm like, you can't really like take them apart. Like the only way to actually lose weight for the last time is actually to learn how to like create your own happiness and your own emotional freedom. And that's how you lose the weight for the last time. And when you're not feeling physically uncomfortable, it's so much easier to enjoy your life. Like even to this day, when I have a micro discomfort, like I eat something like in a combination or like, I just didn't like, not like I overate a bunch of food, but like, oh, I just ate something that didn't quite sit right. It's so much more hard. It's so much harder for me to like be present and enjoy my life. Cause I'm like distracted by even just like the slightest discomfort. Yeah. I know. I think about that all the time. Like it is, it, we are with ourselves every day, all day long. Like why not enjoy it? Like we, it's crazy. It's like, we are signing up for this life. Like we are going to be alive most likely for the next 10 or 20 or 70 years. Like if we're going to do it, like why not be happy doing it? Like why not enjoy it? And I think the problem is too, is that our society teaches us or there's a part of our society or a part of our culture that teaches us Hey, you should be able to feel good and be happy and love yourself at any weight. And that like, I felt so much shame because I would be at a weight that I actually genuinely didn't feel good at. And then our culture is like, well, you should just love your body. You should just love your body. You should just be able to be happy at any size. And I was like, it felt like I was lying to myself when I tried that on. Right. And no judgment, right? I just want all the people out there, all the moms, all the women to like be genuinely happy and being honest with themselves. And when I like really got down to it and I like removed all the external voices, my deepest desire was to feel, one of my deepest desires was to feel good in my body. And in order to do that, I did have to lose the extra weight. And that was my truth. And that was actually one of the greatest acts of love, acts of self-love that I gave myself because before I was just lying to myself and denying like just squashing down my deepest desire. And it is a path. So many of the women I come to, like they never even saw their dreams before. They never even knew what their callings were before because they couldn't hear them. Like I used to, I don't know if you know, but I used to do a lot of like golden handcuff coaching. So I used to coach people on how to leave corporate if they wanted to leave corporate and how to find like their true calling. And I'm like, we got to solve this weight thing first because no one can hear because there's just too much. There's so much blocking us. And to your point before, I, I I think that there is the value in losing weight for the last time is everything we've talked about. But I think that one thing that needs to be talked about more is like this spiritual connection. I know it's super cheesy, but like, I swear to God, when I am in the body that I want to be in and I weigh what I want to weigh, it's so much easier for me to like be connected to whatever you want to call it, God, the energy that is the universe, like what nature, whatever. So there is my whole entire thought download on that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I agree so much. And I even think about like 
our bodies are like the vehicles of our life. Like we can't live without our body. So for me to say that it's normal for me to be in a body that doesn't feel comfortable, just it just doesn't make any sense to me. In total, I lost about 60 pounds, but there were different times where I'm like, well, I mean, I don't like really need to lose any more weight, like by quote unquote standards. Uh, but I was like, but I just don't feel like that great in my body. And I, at my core, do not believe, I believe every single human body wants to feel as optimal as possible. Like that is our body's desire is to be as healthy Mm -hmm. as possible, to be as optimal as possible. Like it's designed to do so many incredible things for us. And when our brain just isn't on board with that, because we've learned a whole bunch of like diet crap along the way, like when you when we learn how to get out of our own head and like actually truly allow our body to feel as optimal as possible, it's like I feel even like ten times better than mm. I imagined I would have felt. Mm. Yeah, and it's like we're denying ourselves that because we should just be able to love ourselves at every size. And of course, yes, I mean it's like go back goes back to your point. Like we do have to learn to love ourselves as we're losing weight if that's what you want. Like you don't have to want it, but. I, I just think there's a problem in our culture with like the shame that's around. Like I, I feel like I feel like taboo actually. Like sometimes I feel like it's taboo. Like some people like they will want to have me like as a guest on their podcast, but they want me to like disguise it as like a health coach or like oh. or like a wellness coach or like well being because it's like taboo because what what I'm saying that like you're fat and ugly and gross. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, Hey, guess what? Here's a permission slip that if your deepest desire, one of your deepest desire is to lose weight and feel great in your body. Like that's allowed. And yeah. I just feel like it's not allowed like in our culture, especially for those of us that have yo-yoed for so long or like have done every diet. Like my clients are like, I can't tell anyone I'm doing the yummy mummy, not because the name is super cheesy, but because they're just going to roll their eyes because this is like the 45th thing I've tried. Totally. And so I hear shame. that so often from people. They're like, I've tried so many things. Like I can't just like try something else. And I'm like, no, this is why you need to do it for the last time. Like we need to just like be done. Like you need to do this. You need to follow through and you need to be done. And that's so funny you say that about it being taboo because I, when I do run Facebook ads, like, and just social media in general, but I'm not like a big social media person. Like I like went back and forth for the longest time. I like literally would get so sweaty just thinking about mm-hmm. saying the word naturally thin. I'm like, oh my God, people are like, people are going to lose their mind. People are going to hate me. People are going to, yeah. and they, and they do. And, <laughs> and, oh, right, God, and so, I'm like, never, I'm never going to do Facebook ads again. I'm scared. <laughs> and like, and I like just had to get over it. Cause I was like, I know I'm not the only one. Right. And naturally thin means just being in a body that feels so alive and vibrant that you just know you're meant to be in. It's like, you feel like you're like finally at home in your body. Right. And so there's different flavors of that for different people, but I do say naturally thin and it's just like people, there's so much hate from people that don't understand like what we teach and how we teach people to lose weight. Right. Which is by like learning to trust yourself and listen to your body. But because it is just like, why do you need to be naturally thin? And I'm like, just because someone wants to. I want to help every woman that just yeah. wants to be in a body that they love and they adore and that feels good. And yes, I'm going to call it naturally thin and I'll just take all the sweaty hate. Oh, so it sounds like you're getting more sweaty hate than I'm getting for the yummy mommy. <laughs> I'm going to keep the yummy mommy. <laughs> My ads are currently off right now. So I'm not getting oh. it right now. And I was like, you know, 
the next time I do this, I'm ju- I am just going to also <laughs> have someone look at them for me. So I don't have to look at them all. But like oh. when I very first started my business, yeah. I used to run all my own ads and like going through the comments and just being like, but it is just because like society has taught us that, that yeah. you need to love your body no matter what, which I think is true, but it's not like love your body and stop trying to lose weight. It's like, love your body and get to the weight you want. Like it's not an either or like, yeah, people think it's like mutually exclusive. I'm like, totally no, you could do both. And, and, do both. I, and I'm like, if you don't want to lose weight, don't lose weight. Like, yeah. right. Like I, I want to help all of the people that want to be naturally thin that want to lose weight for the last time. Like, yeah. So let's find all yeah. the people. I know. I think it's so triggering because people like think, oh, like they do, they go back and attach it to like a diet mentality of like, oh, something is bad or wrong with me. Right. And it's like, if we can take off like the cultural cloak of the shoulds and the should not, it's like, it's so contradictory. Right. Because on one hand, we're supposed to weigh like 112 pounds and look like a Barbie. But on the other hand, we're supposed to love ourselves at every, any weight. It's like so confusing. And that's why I love to just like teach like, Hey, what would it be like if you really drowned out all the noise from our culture and socialization and like, just got real with yourself. I talk about all the time too, like, because clients will come to me and be like, I just want to like live in 1822 and be rich and be fat and eat whatever I want because that was cool then. And I'm like, they still felt like ass inside their bodies. Like (laughs) they did not feel good. I promise you they felt like ass. Like, yeah, was it a status symbol for them? Sure. Did they feel good because they felt like powerful because they were rich? Maybe. But like they felt like ass in 1822. Oh my gosh. I I used to think about that. There was a show. What was it? I can't even remember, but like a show about like that time period ish, right? Where like people would not drink much water because there like wasn't a ton of like clean water apparently. And then I like Googled oh. this somewhere where they would like drink a lot of wine, like instead of oh. like water. And I remember thinking, oh my God, could I just live then where I could just like 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 be drinking more wine all the time and not be caring about what I'm eating and like that would just be so incredible. And then I exactly what you're saying. I'm like, but I bet they don't feel great. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure like eating all they the were food dying when they're like 52 years yeah. old. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's like another thing. Like, like you actually like I believe when you take care of your body in this way, like what if you just live longer? Like you yeah. live longer, you le- need less medicine as you age because your body's healthy and optimal. Like, yeah, I mean, there's a whole there's a whole value piece right in there too. Like the amount of money that my people, your people, like all of us that are done with this, are going to save just like not having to buy the supplements and the medication and even the copays. Right, like so much crazy money. It's, it's wild. It is wild. The list of what is valuable about losing weight for the last time, I feel like is like totally endless. Yeah. What else? And what else? I was just thinking what you were saying about how like people, I think sometimes too, I don't know what some of your women think, but I know a lot of my women think like, I'm so smart. Like I'm so intelligent. I'm like, I can do so much in so many areas of my life. So like, it doesn't make sense that I struggle with my weight still. And so they like kind of subconsciously tell themselves like they should have figured it out by now. And so then they're either like beating themselves up for not having figured it out, even though they've done a gazillion diets, which never work anyways, or 
they just like accept defeat and they're like, well, I guess this is just going to be that one area. I guess you just can't have it all. I'm like, mm. no, like, what if you like, what if you actually can have it all? And it's just like the greatest gift you get to give yourself is like losing the weight and having the extraordinary life you have or the extraordinary life you want. I hate it yeah. when people say you can't have it all. Oh my God. Don't even get me started. I say this all the time. I like, I felt like I came out literally because I came out and I like, made a post at some point and I was like, guess what people I have it all. <laughs> like so obnoxious but i was like i have it all maybe maybe i don't have it all but i feel like i have it all like i really do feel like that like as a mom as a business owner as like a person in the world i really genuinely feel like i have it all and it is bullshit to go around and be telling people that they can't have it all or you know what you can have it all just like not all at once and i'm like that's also bs like will there be a time lag right like i do think that if you want to have it all like unless i don't know unless you have some sort of magic pill or you can tell me but yeah you're not going to have it by tomorrow right but like let's be on the path because what's the alternative it's just staying the same so you might as well like give yourself five years or three years or two years or whatever to like have it all who cares the time is going to pass anyways it's so it's so true i really want to empower moms and women to like believe that i think that there and i'm curious of your thoughts about this like i think that there's some shame around that too in the way that we've also been like socialized that like we shouldn't want to have it all yeah right like be grateful for what you do have yeah yeah Yeah. and And why like who who wins who wins with that like mentality yeah right and it's like it's not that I'm not grateful for what I have. Like, it's like before, it's not like an either or. Like, you can be gr- totally grateful for everything you have right now today and so want to lose weight. Like, you can yeah. have it, but bo- you can have it both ways. And I uh, have always, like, <laughs> I, I have kind of a rebellious tendency, but people, <laughs> people would tell me, like, I would say things that I wanted to do and people would be like, well, I mean, you can't, you kind of, you can't do that and everything you want to do. And I remember thinking like, I want to be a woman that has kids and has the body I want. Like, right. Not exactly like, yes, like have, has some of the elasticity in my like stomach area. Is it a little different? Yeah. But like, I didn't want to think like, oh, well, that means I have to carry around an extra 50 or 60 pounds or whatever it is. But I found myself like after my first son, like I was breastfeeding and I was like, well, the weight should just like come off easily. Like when I'm breastfeeding, Mm -hmm. right. (laughs) Apparently, apparently it doesn't, or it didn't for me. And then I was like, either. And then I was like, well, maybe that just means that this is just like what I have to live with as a mom. That's like a something I have to like sacrifice when I'm a mom mm-hmm. is having the body I want. And then I was like, no, there was mm-hmm. this woman in Mexico before we were married. We went on our honeymoon and there was this woman in Mexico on our honeymoon and she had several kids and she was walking around in a bikini and with a Dorito chip in her hand. I still like distinctly remember it was like a chip. It was probably a tortilla chip. It probably was not a Dorito chip. <laughs> the like very nice, all inclusive. But anyways, and I remember being like, wait, if she can do it, like I'm going to figure it out. Like, I don't want to wait. Like, I don't want to wait Yeah, to have it. And like, just because I'm a mom doesn't mean... I can't have the body I want. Like, yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Like we do need to empower women that they can 
have everything that they want and it's not selfish and it's not wrong and it's not bad. And in fact, to keeping yourself small, like I would argue and not having the body that you want and not having the life that you want, like that is actually selfish because you're not asking yourself to like, I think of all my moms that have lost weight for the last time. And then the ripple effect, like I imagine them like kind of walking around the world, just like being themselves and like how much permission then they give other women to lose the weight or to do whatever they want. And it's like, that actually has such a bigger impact on our world and like the collective consciousness than like us keeping ourselves on like number 42 on the list and like 20 pounds over what we actually want to weigh. Like it is it is not selfish. In fact, you empower so many. I can't imagine what the world would be like if we all believed we could have it all and then went for it. It'd be crazy. Yeah. Like even just think like when you were talking before about the woman that said the one thing she regretted was not being like playing with her kids more. Like when we're struggling and we don't solve that struggle, like then her kids didn't get to experience her like being as present, being as playful, like being as who she wanted to be because she felt like trapped by the weight. And so it's like, then you're taking that away from your kids and I, right. Or whoever Mm. you're interacting with in your life. And I think all of the time about like women showing that example and then having children and other women, like never, ever even struggling where they're just like, what? Like they just genuinely don't ever have that struggle because we have solved that for ourselves. Yeah. It just automatically doesn't get passed down. It's so good. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Okay. Should we end or should we keep going? (laughs) (laughs) I could talk about losing weight forever, but I've been thinking about this lately. The desire, like the wanting, the desire to lose weight versus the deciding, like I am Mm -hmm. doing this. Like I used to spend so much time like wanting and like looking at other women and being like, it's not fair. Like, I want that. Why is it so easy for them? I right, like just that, like wanting and feeling like it wasn't possible for me. And it wasn't until I finally decided like, no, Mm. I am going to do this. I am going to figure it out that I was able to figure it out. And I think like what we're talking about is like the value of it. And it's not just the value of letting yourself want it, but like making a firm decision and a commitment to yourself that if this is something you want, mm. like you go out and you make it happen. And like, there is yeah. no, there's no like turning if back on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because wanting something and not deciding to go get it is so painful. Like that is the, one of the worst ways to suffer, I think is wanting something and then not going and getting it or believing that you can't have it. And I think that's what I kind of wanted to leave everybody with, which is like dovetails from what you said is like believing that you are worth it and like you can have this and it's okay to go get it. Because I notice like a lot of women and a lot of moms, like even if they admit that they want it, even if they decide that they want it, they're just very scared. It's like sweaty palms and like the cold sweats or whatever, because they're like, I could be spending this on a vacation or I could be spending this on my kid's clothes or my kid's school or name seven other things. And I think that's, there's value in just signing up for a program like mine or yours actually, because it's like, oh, whoa, I spent money on myself and this is actually 
leveling up my whole entire family and like leaving a legacy that I actually am really proud of. It's like so cool, I think. Yeah. But it will feel like ass. It will feel really bad probably the first time you put yourself first. (sighs) Yeah. It's like I'm actually taking myself seriously enough to make what Mm. I want a reality. And it is. It's like really uncomfortable if it's not something you're used to doing. And I was thinking about too, my kids aren't, my oldest is now five. And so I have a five and a three and a one-year-old and the five-year-old, we're just like starting to like, I mean, he does like swim lessons and, you know, like a hip hop dance. So they're like starting to do some like, that's fun. Oh yeah, it is fun. It's like an all boys, like hip hop dance. It's so cute. And, (laughs) but so like, right. We like spend some money and just having them do some things. And I was thinking around, I was like, how much money do we spend as moms on our kids extracurricular activities knowing do I think he's going to be a dancer or a swimmer no right but I'm like we spend the money because we want the byproduct of having them engaged in other kids and in sports and as they grow up and like all the things we want them to learn like I took piano lessons not to become a pianist but like my parents were like we know it'll just help like your brain development was I was like yeah. the reason And so we sign up and we pay for our kids to do things because we know there's a byproduct way beyond the actual skill they learn. And it's a thousand percent of how I think about losing weight for the last time this way is like you get to lose the weight, but you invest that money and it comes back to you tenfold in all of the byproducts. And we can see it so clearly in our kids with like sports as an example. And it's like, it's the exact same, but we're just not used to doing that for ourselves. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And you know what I'm thinking about? It's like, I, yeah, I want my kids to do gymnastics because of all those byproducts. But I think about it too, even with their school, the teachers will ask me like, why did you choose this school? Like, what do you want? What do you hope for your kids? And I always am like, I do want the byproducts, but also I just want them to have fun. Like how much money am I spending on my kids? Cause I just want them to have fun because I do think that's the point in my life. My husband used to like roll his eyes at me when we were like 19 and he'd be like, you're so shallow for thinking that's the point of life. I'm like, I still think it's the point of life. I actually think it's like kind of deep if you have the ability to like have fun and be silly and be a kid. Like I think that's whatever. That's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, like do I want my kids to have those byproducts? Am I paying for that? Yeah. But like also what if there was no byproducts from gymnastics? I would actually still sign them up for gymnastics just so that they could have fun on Tuesdays at 4.45 p.m., right? And it's like, can we give that gift to ourselves? Can we just sign up for something just just because, because it's, it's fun? fun? Like, yeah. And, I mean, our programs are really fun, you guys, too. So that's the other thing I like to say is like losing weight doesn't have to be so arduous and so hard. It could be like it could be like Bethany Frankel's book, but like better. Like it's like, oh, whoa, this could be fun. My clients are always surprised. They're like, oh, this is not bad. This is like the easiest thing I've ever done for weight loss. It is like they say that all the time. They're just like they're shocked only because we learned that it's supposed to be hard, but it isn't actually. It doesn't need to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because the the experience of losing weight, the experience of yo-yoing and being on that roller coaster is hard, but doing it for the last time is so different and it's easy. Will there be uncomfortable moments? Like a couple, but like for most of the time, it's like people are like, oh my God, what? So confused. They are so confused. It's so much easier. Oh, well, we're going to have to do this again because we could just like talk for hours. Okay, Laura, do you, sometimes I give my people like a little take home, like a little take home tip. I have one for your people. Well, and my people, but like, what is like your, do you have any like take home tips or like, I don't think that they could implement like right away. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Okay. One of my favorite things is to ask yourself, how do I want to feel getting into bed tonight? Like to imagine uh, getting into bed under the covers. I'm like and writing it down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and 
and just being like, how do I want to feel getting into bed tonight? And for me personally, I used to like overeat a lot in the evenings. And so I was just like, okay, but like just nothing about the scale and just like, how do I just like want to feel in my body and my stomach crawling into bed tonight? Yeah. Like in the sheets, like that is such a good tangible, like visual thing. Oh, I'm totally doing that. I know because it's such a, it's such a gift getting in the bed like that. Okay. Mine. Well, I think I'm going to do a whole podcast on this because I'm like so into it. But since my mission under the mission is free the moms, I was thinking about freedom and the holidays. And so I was thinking about what is the one thing that you're dreading? This is not that weight loss related, but who cares? What is the one thing that you're dreading on your to-do list and how can you drop it? So I'm calling it like drop the dread dare. Mm -hmm. And so you pick just one thing, one thing, it could be really small and you dare yourself or you take me up on the dare and you don't do it. And it might feel like really uncomfortable, right? Because people have expectations and yada, 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 but like you don't do it and you have your own back. And I think it's like a way into so much more freedom because you don't host, I don't know, St. Nicholas Day that you've always hosted with your kids and or you don't host the cookie exchange or you say no to like making the 722 like Christmas cookies for the Christmas concert. You say no and then you really you don't die and actually people don't really even care that much. It's like, oh, maybe I could do this next thing or maybe I could or so that's my thing I'm excited about right now. And I think it's like such a gateway to freedom. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I still feel really uncomfortable doing it, but I'm following through where I was like, I don't want to do birthday cards anymore. Sorry, family, if you're listening, like I just they're not my jam. I don't love them, but like you feel so obligated to do them. But like, and also oh like as part of your drop the dare challenge, are you just, can you add on to the end of that? And I dare you to do my program. I dare oh. you to do the yummy mummy experience and actually lose uh-huh. weight for the last time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, definitely going to take you up on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it is a dare for a lot of us. It is a yeah. dare. It's daring. It's daring. And it's so good. Yeah. Okay. So I'll just add that to my marketing. Yeah. Dare you. Let's <laughs> dare go. You. Okay, okay wait, so how, where can, how can my you? people? <laughs> I was literally, I was literally going to say the same thing. Okay, so uh, if you guys are listening to Lars' podcast, you can listen to my podcast too if you want to. It's called the Yummy Mommy Podcast. You can find me at larconley.com and on Instagram. So I am kind of active on social media. That is at larconley coaching. So it's L A U R A C O N L E Y coaching at larconley coaching. What about you? Tell me. Perfect and. I'm sure whoever is editing this will help us out and put all the links in the show notes for people. So you can find me, I have a podcast as well, at Naturally Thin for Life with Laura Dixon. And Laura Dixon Coaching is my Instagram. And Laura Dixon Coaching is my my website. So easy. Wait, how do you spell? Okay, how do you spell Dixon? D-I-X-O-N. Okay, cool. All right, you guys, that was so fun. Oh, go ahead. Are you two N's? Conley, C O N. No, nope. It's C O N L E Y. Like no extra O's or N's or E's or L's. I mean, it's like, I think that my husband's family actually like pared it down like way back in the day. They were like, there's too many N's and L's and E's and Y's and like all the letters. I'm like, C O N L E Y. I thought it was Short like going from, yeah, I thought I was going from a complicated last name to like an easy last name. Turns out, nope, Conley's like very complicated because everyone spells it differently. How, what was your other last name? Wolf, W-U-L-F. And people can't do it. Like you watch them, right? And they're like, they can't compute W-U. They can't. So you have to do it like this. It's wolf, like the animal, but with a U instead of an L. And then you have to go W. 
U L F is in Frank. And then you have to do it like two more times. And they're like, wait, wait, whoa, what? I'm so, they like cannot, I don't know. There's something with the W-U. People can't process it. So anyways, oh my I don't know. So <laughs> it would have been a cool name for coaching. Like Laura Wolf, I could have made some cool like marketing stuff. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, okay. Clearly we could just talk forever. So thank you so much, Laura, for the chat. It was so fun. You too. This was so fun. And I hope we give all the women all the permission. Yeah, we did. All right. I'll talk to you <laughs> okay. later. Okay. Bye. bye. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would love it, love it, if you leave a rate, review, and a subscribe on whatever you're listening to this podcast in. Pretty, pretty pleased with a cherry on top. It would help me so much, and it would help all the other mamas out there hear this message. Thank you in advance. I really appreciate it. And you have to come check out the Yummy Mummy Experience. It's my proven lose weight for the last time group coaching and course. Head to lauraconley.com and just click work with me. Other than that, you guys, I would love to give you a free gift. If you want your free listener only gift, go to lauraconley.com forward slash gift. And from there, you will get your free best ever weight loss hack. So cool. The last thing I want to tell you, you guys, is I do have a free Facebook group. It's called, you guessed it, The Yummy Mummy. Lose weight for the last time, end body drama, and get food freedom. You can just search that on Facebook, or again, you can head to the show notes and you'll find the link there. All right, you guys, have the best day ever. 